What is up, everybody? Welcome to Liberty Libations number 44. Everybody, it is National Beer Drinking Day. So, Cheers. Cheers. All freaking right. Are you still drinking the blonde, Stephen? Uh, no, I'm actually, um, since it's also Good Neighbors Day, I'm going vegan tonight and having a stone IPA. That's, a, that's terrible. That sounds that's, awful inconsequential to my decision but it just so happens that it's also vegan so you know word up to the vegans out there eating oreos and cheetos and drinking stone ipas all day no hope you achieve your weight loss goals yeah oreos are vegan which is a little scary actually i don't yeah. i don't agree with anything you just said <laughs> alden what are you drinking on besides gin and juice i've got a yingling and yeah the gin and juice so Yingling, your throwback we'll to college, they, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how they get along in the old stomach here. It's America's oldest brewery. Yeah. No, it's not. Oldest, Large still brewery. operating, continuously operating, or whatever. Not a right. sponsor, you know. Ben Franklin started the first brewery here. No, no. Is that right? Yeah. This is the future sponsor. I, I, like we've said this a hundred times. <laughs> like Guinness is the future sponsor of this show. Um, we will not be accepting any offers from any other beer company. Um, it's only it's Guinness or nothing. <laughs> so I guess we're taking a field trip to Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, that's their U.S. brewery. No, no. Every bit of Guinness is brewed in Dublin. You shut your her heretic mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How's y'all's week going? How are y'all doing? Man, I'm uh, busy as I can stand. I'll tell you that. But I am loving the weather. Holy crap. Right? Same. It has been phenomenal. Waking up in like 60 degrees. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did get up to 80, which, you know, isn't that bad, I guess, considering it's been 100 most of the summer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, should we just actually let's talk about LP Georgia. We have an event coming up on Saturday. Saturday down in Savannah from the 7 to 11, we have a pub crawl that is geared towards uh, anti-government surveillance. It's banishbigbrother.com slash pub crawl. Somebody's mic is doing weird things. I just reset mine. Okay. Sorry. Well, sorry, I muted Zach just in case he was uh, doing weird things in the background. Um. <laughs> Let's see. We're going to be meeting at Moon River Brewery at 7 p.m. Um, and it says till late. <laughs> Don't till know what late. That means. But uh, I know at least me and Alden will be there. Yep. Steven, are you going to be there? I, I'm going to try. Uh, I've been neglecting my son lately. So Do I need to I'm quote kinda... Yoda? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might be spending some time with the kid this weekend. No, it's okay. all good. That is a yeah. very legitimate excuse. It's probably the only yeah. excuse that I'd accept, actually. I accept um, it, yeah. Yeah, so Alden's riding down with me. We're going to hang out. We're going to be drinking our old stomping grounds. I think we're going to try to get there early and go to Green Truck Pub. Yeah. I haven't been to either Green Truck Pub or Moon River Brewing in like, oh my God, a decade now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just around a decade for sure. I think like I went back in like 2014. Um, That's what I was trying to think of. Is I, if I think I you were there back. too, weren't you? Or was I, it just... I went back, but yeah. I don't know if I went to those two places. But yeah, but Savannah, beautiful place. I'm interested to Love see it. how it's changed um, since, you know, over the past decade. So, you all um, go to uh, Coastal Empire Brewery? Mm -mm. No. 
No. I think they're older than Yingling. <laughs> Don't quote me on that, but. <laughs> Oh, Grumpy says beer is a girl drink. <laughs> well, I'm transitioning, <laughs> and I, I take offense to that. I've I've never heard somebody say that, um, but thank you, Grumpy, for calling us all out. Okay, <laughs> let's get into the first story. What do we got, Zach? All right, let's play it. Taxpayers are financing more than just weapons. We discovered the U.S. government's buying seeds and fertilizer for Ukrainian farmers and covering the salaries of Ukraine's first responders, all 57,000 of them. That includes the team that trains this rescue dog named Joy to comb through the wreckage of Russian strikes looking for survivors. Why did we focus on this dog? And the U.S. also <laughs> to win people over. Divers who we saw clearing unexploded ammunition from the country's rivers to make them safe again for swimming and fishing. Russia's invasion shrank. So I'm going to say it. Uh, fishing would be perfectly fine. You'd be perfectly safe fishing if there are undetonated bombs underneath the ground in the water. Um, swimming, yeah, you're probably going to get exploded. But uh, <laughs> it'll be a blast. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I mean, there are so many idiotic things about this story. First of all, how how on earth is it that is like we're not actually in this war at this point? Like, how does pe how do people not realize that we are Ukraine? I mean, it's a proxy war, right? I mean, it doesn't this yeah. perfectly qualify as a proxy war? Well, and the spokesperson for the Ukrainian military is an American trans man and former Proud Boys member <laughs> or trans woman, whatever. Used to be a dude, now it's a chick. Trans woman. Uh, whatever that is. I'm not trying to be insensitive to that. Uh, yeah. That's, I don't care about that one bit, but it's just weird that um, former Proud Boys member, uh, you, you guys support that? Yeah. I mean, it's freaking bizarre. I mean, everyone thought it was just us giving weapons, which is probably the worst thing you can do if you're trying to stay out of a war and not cause World War Three, is to <sighs> give weapons to one side. But it turns out we're funding half of their like public sector jobs. Like 57,000 first responders. And dogs. We're paying an, a dog salary. We're paying a freaking dog salary. <laughs> well, hey, at least the porter, the reporter on that video was charmingly Australian. You know, so I don't mind supporting the farmers at that point. Yeah, I'm shocked there wasn't more outrage. Um, God, I just hate the corporate press. They're just such shills for this crap. Like, just. Uh, it's true. We're not in the war. What are we doing over there? What are we doing paying for all of this? Why do we have a former Proud Boys member as the ambassador? I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> It's a freaking clown world, y'all. Like, I don't, I just don't get it. Get back and enjoy the simulation. <laughs> yeah. I, the writers have definitely been on strike. I can tell you that. <laughs> I, I mean, it's stories like this that make me really consider the fact <clears throat> that we might be living in a simulation. Like, how brainwashed and or stupid do you have to be to believe that? it is good for us to be doing all of this on behalf of Ukraine. It's not good for us. Like the regular us. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago, I was going to a concert. We stopped off at one of our favorite package stores in Atlanta, and uh, <clears throat> they have all the beer you would ever want. And there was a guy in there. He was looking for Stolichnaya vodka. And the guy's like, well, you know, we can't stock Russian vodka. I can't stock <laughs> Russian vodka? Like, what? Why? Really? Isn't that like half of vodka? Uh, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> right. What are you doing at that point? Interesting. From probably, was probably a stipulation of his plea deal. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I don't know yeah, about that. Well, so, so the timeline on that, and this will be an interesting timeline, going back to the spokesperson. I forget their name. Yeah. Uh, but 2020 uh, tried to get the Proud Boys to incite a riot uh, in Las Vegas, uh, you know, in, in uh, opposition to the 2020 election results. Um, that didn't happen, obviously. And so after that, switched to Democrat, started transitioning. And as you do, and then joined the Ukrainian Defense Force and became their spokesperson almost instantly. I, I don't I just don't understand any of this. Well, yeah. And it's, and it's just wild because you see the was it the Azog Battalion, you know, the uh, the actual you know swastika bearing goose steppers that are out there. Yeah. Are they cool with that? I believe they Absolutely were upgraded not. to regiment. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Nick. <laughs> the corporate press call now is the uh, Azov regiment. Because oh. it sounds it sounds is more professional and less murdery. That's what it sounds like. Unless there we go. I don't know. Battalion. I guess. Seems like it has we'll a just, negative. We'll just call them a group that uh, violently prefers everyone have blonde hair and blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not unlike this group right here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> blonde. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. What, like, at what point does Russia just be like, "Yeah, we're at war with America"? Like, when does that actually happen? It can't. What are the steps that have to take place in order for Russia to decide that they are at war with the United States? And I'm what's their sure first military said. action? I'm pretty sure it's already been said, but you know we're not allowed to watch RT these days, right? right. Uh, but if, I mean, if you watch that stuff, that's they're pretty open about like we are at war with the West. And even even when Trump was still in office, they were talking about you know we're in a culture war with the West. Um, it's just because that's that's one of the first things we do, and of course. I have no personal issue with this lifestyle, whatever, but it's just weird that that's what we do when we start occupying a nation these days. We start pushing the gay so hard on them. And it's just like, what, you know, like if, if that was already there, fine, but like, does that really have to be part of our message? Like, except we, except it's pick and choose, you pick and choose on that, right? I mean, you know, we, we control Saudi Arabia more or less. And, well, and, and, and Riyadh had a gay pride fest last year. Did they? Yes, or two years ago. Well, let's say in, in the last five years, Riyadh has had a gay pride. Now, granted, it was highly restricted to just a few blocks, and if you get outside those few blocks, you're jumping off, off the, the roof. roof. Yeah. When when, uh, <laughs> when can it be considered a parade? If it goes one block, can it be considered a parade? <laughs> just goes back and forth. Like. <laughs> Um, Grumpy says uh, he's pouring himself some Russian vodka right now <laughs> over on Rumble. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting now. I got to keep the Rumble chats up here so that I can actually see what's going on over there. Mm -hmm. um, I contacted StreamYard, the service that we use, 
um, to be like, y'all need to start integrating Rumble, and they're going to work on it. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anybody else got anything to say about this? Because I mean, just the mere fact that we're we're actually paying people salaries over there should upset every single United States citizen. Well, but everybody I, mean, I know around Metro Atlanta here in Georgia, uh, their property taxes have just gone up 20 to 30 percent across the board almost two years in a row. Jeez. You know, some people had like 10 percent one year, 20 percent the next year. But it was, you know, it was across the board. You know, last two years has gone up 25 percent minimum. Is yeah. that why we're paying more property taxes? Is that what it's going towards? Hmm. I mean, I know a lot of like the local property taxes is allocated for, you know, your county and city budgets and things like that. But like. Well, let's be fair. Like your, your taxes don't don't cover anything. Your, your taxes don't cover any of the spending that the government does. So when I say they're spending our tax money, what I really mean is they're printing more money and deflating the value of our or like reducing the value of our currency. Well, now, I mean, we do know that there there is physical plane loads of currency going over there. I yeah. mean, we've, we've seen it in Iran you know, during that little hostage crisis. Um, that when we raided Saddam's palace, I mean, we, there's pallets and pallets oh, of money. Pallets of it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we do know there are, there is plane loads going over there, but yeah, the vast majority of it, I mean, $10 billion, I'm no mathematician, but I, I think it'd be hard to fit that on an airplane. Um, so 10 I mean, million, 10 billion. With oh, billion. okay. Not if you, uh, not if you print a $10 billion coin, mint a $10 billion <laughs> coin. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, yeah, some of this is just numbers on a computer screen that's just being created. All of it's numbers on a computer screen. Yeah, all of yeah. this. Grumpy Gnome says a one block parade is called a block party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah. it was a gay block party in Riyadh. <laughs> 100% true. <laughs> I freaking love it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like at some point, what's what's that book? Um, Only the Paranoid Survive. Have y'all read that book? Mm -mm. I have not. Sounds like something I should. It sounds it? like I wrote it. You should check it out. It's uh, fantastic. Um, but man, like at some point, that that has to be the case. Like you have to be at least slightly aware that there's a possibility that the U.S. could actually be like in physical like involved in the war somewhat soon and that will have extremely negative consequences basically on the entire world but especially on the people of the united states it's going to be a crap shoot and then ufos are going to get involved let's see yeah oh man i hope so um joe hanush <laughs> says i'm upset money is being coerced for me to fund irs agents and their guns yeah we're upset about that too yep. yeah um fortunately the government seems like it's shutting down for a while though uh pretty sure actually i think this is one of the articles but uh during the government shutdown payments to ukraine will continue oh yeah right wow like when they shut the government down they shut down all the parts people like and all the killy parts that no one likes they keep open <laughs> Yes. So yeah. the government's not actually shut down. It's just the part where they interact with the public. Yeah. Right. It's, it's like just, the it's national our services. They yeah. quit paying our military, but we're still paying Ukraine's military. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the national parks have to shut down. Like you can't even enter into a parking lot on like BLM land. But uh, I didn't know, know Black Lives Matter had land. That's, that's no, the, the even worse BLM. The, oh, the BLM yeah. Land management. Are we sure they're worse? 
I think I think that'd be a fun fight between BLM and BLM. <laughs> that debate. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely host that debate. I think that'd be freaking great. We gotta have that debate. That's a good one. Yeah, um, that would actually be a pretty fun fun live stream. Just yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it'd, be, it'd be rocks and molotovs versus sniper rifles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach, let's go to the next uh let's go to the next story. I'm sick of this. All right. So Gavin Newsom has done some decent things and some horrible things recently. Mostly horrible, but oh Mostly goodness, horrible. I just noticed her last name. Wow. What? Whose last <laughs> name? The, the reporter in the video there. Pascucci? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pascucci. Yeah, will you pass him? Hold up. Um, will, this, uh, will this video play, Zach? How long is this thing? Good morning to you. You signed nine bills to be exact. And let's show you some of them on the screen right now to give you a sense of what they do. It is a wide variety of things from ranging to schools, uh, mostly impacting LGBTQ plus youth. You have AB5, a timeline for LGBTQ cultural competency training for public school staff and the creation of an advisory task force. You have AB223, which requires the courts to keep a petition for any change of gender confidential, also any sex identifier by a minor confidential. You have things like SB 372, which uh, is from Senator Caroline Menegevar, and that relates to licensee and registrant records. Name and gender changes there must be kept confidential. We spoke to Senator Scott Weiner earlier today. He wrote a bill related to foster care. He said about 30 percent of those in the foster care system identify as LGBTQ plus and they need to be protected. So it's so important for the state of California. All right, to you can pause it now. Opposite direction. I'm done with this. I mean, confidential from who? Because there, I know there are certain states where they keep it confidential from the parents. Like they're talking about all this confidential crap, keeping these like people who identify as another gender. Well, in the case of Caitlyn Jenner, it's obviously from the court system as well, right? I mean, because that's a dude got away with murder just by putting on a wig. He did get away with murder or vehicular manslaughter. Excuse me. I'm not using the right term, but you know, someone's dead and did not see justice just because, Hey, I transitioned. Yeah. Well, I got think woman of the year that year, by the way, got woman of the year. I mean, yeah. it is crazy. Um, yeah. I Heads think up, one ladies, of the things better being women than you are apparently one of the, <laughs> one of the highlights of that are the lowlights. If you want to, if you want to actually analyze it properly um, was that he banned the banning of inclusive books in school. Banned the banning. Just that statement in and of itself yeah. is so absurd. But then if it's, you actually I will go ban look him at, banning the banning of books. <laughs> yeah, it really though, like it shows where we're at with this winner take all like back and forth BS with politics in general. Like the double negative becomes a triple negative. Like that's where we're at. Yeah. Well, I went and looked at some of these books that he fought to keep on the like on the registry in the schools i can't show them on this podcast i can't show them on They're youtube like they graphically are, pornographic holy crap y'all i'm talking like explicit sexual actions that are being left in schools for elementary middle school and high schoolers to find oh, like, some of it's like step-by-step -step instructions on how to do the back door 
Yeah, what, but, the Kama Sutra? What do we got in there? Oh no, it's it's worse than that. Like, I mean, Kama Sutra could be helpful. <laughs> At least, right? Yeah. Some people should read it, you know. Yeah. This, I mean, I like I, I can't you have to go look it up for yourself. Like I can't even explain how horrendous this would be to show little children. Um, but it is it's astounding. And yeah, like wow. I said, I'm not I'm not showing it on here. Like I didn't didn't save it. Don't want to I like it's burned in my brain at this point. Yeah. And I freaking hate it. But this is what he this is what he fought for. Well, and this is this is what Florida specifically banned. Yeah. And then I mean the entire state was okay with it. Yeah, uh, except for a few blue hair, a few blue hairs in Broward County. Yep. Um, you know they lost their mind because it's just it's weird to me that like if you say hey we need to take some measures to make sure pedophiles aren't taking jobs that puts them close to children. Right. And if mm-hmm. someone flips out at that statement or says that you're, you know, discriminating against a whole group with that statement, <laughs> um, they're yes, identifying themselves. Yeah. I, yeah. I am discriminating against that whole. Group. I mean, that is, yeah, technically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it's the content of your character at that point. Um, yes. Just a heads up on that one. Yeah, I mean, just the mere fact that people are getting mad at you for discriminating against pedophiles is like, what world are we living in? It, I just like today's just clown world episode. Like, it's just a whole bunch of BS, and God, I just hate it. I'm a Floridian. I wasn't okay. With government deciding what's inappropriate for students, parent ha- parents have that right, not government. Mm-hmm. I'm from I, Florida too, actually. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I do think, though, that as long as schooling is compulsory, and they don't give parents the option, or they make it super difficult to homeschool their children, um, I think that the parents having a say so and voting or some, some legal method of getting certain books out, um, is perfectly legitimate. Like, I don't know if you have the means, also, none of this bans books, like the, these book, any of these books are perfectly available for anyone to go buy or there we go. probably rent yeah. from a library or anything else. It's just, it's not sitting in the school building where, you know, yeah. you know, probably close to half, if not more parents might disapprove of, their child potentially coming across that book yeah so what you do you have a restrict section and then that just doesn't even you also i mean to be fair to to show the other side you kind of gotta like tom sawyer huckleberry finn like people are gonna have a problem with those books too and so Mm -hmm. i don't know there's there's a give and take there and like it's hard to know where the line is but i do know that as long as the government is involved in schooling we're doing it incorrectly i was gonna bring it Let's, let's be let's be a little bit more clear on that. Like it's hard to know where exactly the line is, but the uh, <laughs> but that line, you know, Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn are completely different than uh, you know graphic pornography. Yeah, yeah what, exactly. that's not. But yeah, I know that, but that's not well, what and, I'm and saying. One, I know. I I'm like saying fourth grade uh, uh, summer of monkeys. You know, it uses the N word as an as an adjective. Uh, not to it describe the person's behavior, not a, you know, not the person themselves. Right. It just meant you're lazy. Um, Interesting. Yeah, that had to go. That doesn't seem <laughs> offensive whatsoever. <laughs> 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 Highly offensive. Uh, yeah, no, I get that. Um, yeah, it's it, the the issue. 
I mean, the real issue is that schooling is is forced on you by the government. You're forced to send your kids to either government schools or private schools or homeschool them, but they make it incredibly difficult to homeschool your children in many, many states. And they make it, I mean, you get priced out of private schooling so quickly these days. Um, the cost of private school goes up and up and up and up and up. And it's because of just all these government regulations and what private schools, the hoops they have to jump through in order to establish their school and keep it running. Um, what's even another point to bring up here is sadly, um, when you're talking about government schools, um, the money to fund that comes from the taxpayer. And the taxpayer goes, yeah, I don't want my money spent on that. Uh -huh. Yeah, That's got to be taken into account. I completely agree with that. Which is why you yeah. got to get the government out of the schools. Like, 100%. Yeah, this, I mean, I, I don't agree with everything Vivek Ramaswamy says, but he is adamant about just removing part, Department of Education um, from from the federal clutches. Um, well, so, if, you, if you look at it, um, the Department of Education came in in what 1970-ish, and yep. it's been a decline in the educational system since. Yep. And the more that a the more you spend on uh, the more you spend per child, the, the uh, worse things get. So, you I know, just, another funny spending money and things will get better. I don't know. That's what another funny mean. coincidence or correlation of like the government stepping in and things getting worse. The government recommended dietary guidelines came in in like 1980 or something. It was like the next <laughs> decade. And if you look at the chart, the obesity line takes off, like ascends rapidly at the same time. Are you saying that bread shouldn't be the foundation <laughs> of my diet? The food pyramid, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Well, now it's not, even yeah. worse. Obesity and diabetes both take off in, uh, in correlation to that. Yeah. Let's well, talk about... And it's, and it's not just any bread. It's, you know, you, you got to look at the, like the GMO dwarf wheat. I know we're kind of sticking to education here, but yeah, with the with the food stuff, I mean, you had the advent of well, they um, taught it in schools anyway. The so sugar replacements, it. you know, you, you had your just your straight up fructose like Splenda, um, and then uh, you know saccharin, aspartame, you know, all this stuff was introduced about the same time. But then you had that that GMO dwarf wheat that was uh, that was rolled out in the wake of World War II. You know, when most of our men were overseas fighting, the women had to have something. You know, the farms had to get more efficient. We lost a lot of lives at that time as well. Um, and then we also started using Roundup. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff to look at with the rise, the sharp rise in obesity starting in the late seventies, early eighties. Um, I mean, it just sounds like government sucks. That's kind of what it comes down to. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> government allowed all this stuff to happen. Have um, you seen the new government funded What? food pyramid type replacement thing? Oh yeah. It's horrendous. We've talked about it on this podcast. Oh, we have already. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. We can get into that too if you well, want. SSRIs is the bottom rung. I'm interested in this. bugs and I'm interested in this dollar amount that Joe is talking about. The twenty thousand. His county spends twenty k plus per year per student. Um, that seems excessive. Yeah. Like, highly excessive. Unless yeah. every student has Neuralink already, like, that's. I'm weird. spending less than a quarter of that homeschooling my kid currently. Um, I mean now you know I technically were to you know pay my wife who does that um <laughs> but uh i mean seriously like you know all the resources even i mean including field trips everything uh, we're we're right at about two to three grand a year and yeah. he's testing ahead of his grade level although you know the tests aren't required 
but I mean, we, we do our own little benchmarks here and there and he's, he's ahead of his grade level. You know, his government school friends don't know half the stuff he does. Yep. That makes sense. Um, Lala Profesh says, I homeschool our kids here in Georgia. Daughter hears all the horror stories from her church friends. On a bad day, my biggest threat is to send them to public school. <laughs> well, as, uh, as, as Michael Malice says, uh, public schools are literal prisons where, uh, where most people will see violence. The only place most people will see violence in their life. Yep. I 100% believe it is. So Joe's county school budget is 1.2 billion. Just think about that. His, just what his county? county. Uh, yeah, Joe, can you tell us what county that is in Florida? Um, yeah, no kidding. Does he live one, in Rat's Mouth? That is crazy. One I've lived in students. I've that, lived in Volusia and Orange. I'm curious if they're because those are pretty big counties. But that's just an that insane. Feels like a lot. It seems like a ton of money. Um, let's see. Joe says Larry Sharp took his kid out of school because it was like a prison. Absolutely. Oh, there it is. Well, Volusia. Volusia. Yeah. Oh, there I we was, go. So that's, that's Daytona, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was there so for that's, high that's how you had that kind of money. I mean, you're getting buku property taxes out there, but, uh, yeah. you know, the whole yeah. thing about the schools being like a prison, uh, oh, well, they look like prisons because they often have the same architects as prisons. Mine, or, I mean, mine uh, felt like it. No damn windows. Ever, Modern architecture ever, in general looks like yeah. prisons. <laughs> oh, Jake, here's an idea for next week. Uh, public school or prison. Get some pictures. <laughs> throw them up. <laughs> this is like the new like armpit or butt photo kind of thing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, and it can even be vague enough, like a bloody bathroom. You know, public yeah. school or prison. I'm going to say take an outside shot of, of a building and put it up there. And I, I swear some of them you couldn't tell. Um, Zach, let's pull up the, the next Gavin Newsom deal. <clears throat> so Newsom also vetoed a bill on transgender children and self-driving trucks, which is a weird combo there on the same bill. Uh, no, no it's trio of vetoes. He did three. Okay. Well, um, they, they pushed some weird stuff together on bills, but it would, it would have been a bill requiring judges to consider children's gender identities in custody disputes. It is so good that that was vetoed. Can you so think good. of the, the negative, uh, the, the negative incentives provided by that? Like Seriously. It, it would turn into every child uh, caught up in a custody dispute. will end up as transgender. If that makes yeah. That gives like, the parent incentive, yeah, to make that part of their case to yes. win, which is really wrong. Really wrong. I mean, they're they're involving their kid in a legal dispute when the kid can't consent to any of it. This like, is, those things are hard I, enough yeah, on kids understand as it is. It at all. Like, man, wow. Grumpy Gnome says he went to DOD schools. The mill the middle school was an SS military barracks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. Um, scroll down a little bit, uh, Zach. I want to see the other the other bill he vetoed. Is, which is, is Grumpy good. on Rumble? Or? Yeah, Gr Grumpy's on yeah. Rumble. I'm keeping track I'm like, of it. I don't because I'm like, I don't see Grumpy in the chat like normal. Uh, there, there, there it is. Well, uh, Newsom also vetoed a bill requiring human drivers to be on board in self-driving truck. You know, two good things. That Newsom vetoed. Like, I, what I absolutely hate that the government does and that unions do is try to prevent progress and try to prevent like technological advances. Um, and so Newsom signed a bill 
or vetoed a bill that would have required human drivers to be on board self-driving trucks, which is basically just a way to keep people employed even when they're not needed. Well, let me let me provide a wedge to that argument, though, because this is something that he did during 2020 when the, the trucking industry was just nuts. Hmm. Uh, you know, everything was shut down. Yeah. He knows that he controls probably a third of the nation's ports or at least, you know, anything coming from Asia basically has to come through California. Um, so what he did is he prevented owner operators from having direct access to the ports. So if you're, if you're, you know, on a trucking business, mm -hmm. uh, it, it was basically kowtowing to the, the corporate conglomerates. Uh, so, you know, your average little guy, you know, say, you know, he lives somewhere in California, 10 miles from the port. It prevented him from actually going to the port, picking something up and taking it to Louisiana hmm. for a hefty fee. You know, because he could charge the same thing DHL charges, and he's got none of the overhead. Uh, so, you know, the the owner operators were making bank, and he stepped in and said, owner operators are not allowed on port property. So what they have to do is they have to wait at the gate, and then one of the big corporate conglomerates has to go pick it up off the port and carry it a half mile to the gate, swap trucks, and then they can carry it out. That doesn't sound like a waste of time at all. <laughs> Exactly. Cat, just stop messing with stuff. Yeah. Why do you why do you feel like you have to control yeah. everything, government? Well, exactly. That, that that was, that was, was he was, he was collapsing that private sector. Yeah. He was collapsing that part of the industry because he wants it to go mechanized, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, some kind of self-driving, whatever. And self-driving is a misnomer. Someone's driving the thing. Let's get that straight. Hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, do we have one more Gavin Newsom thing, Zach? Is that is there one more thing after that? If if not, we're okay. Let's see. Gavin Newsom has once again demonstrated his tyrannical approach to governance by signing into law another outrageous 11% tax on guns and ammunition. He called it the sin tax. He called it the sin tax. It's only in beer and cigarettes. Like, I think this is a uh, what. 11%, I think that would double what the tax, almost double what the tax was before. Um, Is this all guns? All guns and ammunition. So they didn't the even, California. they didn't even do their normal thing where they tried to make it about like assault rifles nope. or anything. It's just, is all, all weaponry. Well, I, I believe he's pissed. I believe he's pissy because uh, FPC got their mag, their mag uh, limits struck down in court. Oh yeah. You can now buy yeah. 30 round you can now buy 30 rounders in uh in California. Interesting. Well, then who was that um who was that state rep out there? Leland Yee that was running guns to the Taliban? <laughs> um, I remember, you know, I remember, that, I'm sure yeah. Newsom heard about that and he was like, "Where's my cut?" So now we have this tax. Yeah. And so, I mean, moral <laughs> moral of the story is Gavin Newsom is a tyrant and he's a friggin' twat. Um, and he looks, he looks like somebody who's just a snake. Um, American not, psycho? Not, not, yeah, he does look well, like I mean, American psycho. I mean, he's, he's what, Nancy Pelosi's nephew. and uh, I think it's nephew-in-law or something like that. Like, yeah, it's through marriage. And his, yeah. uh, his ex-wife is engaged to Donald Trump Jr. So Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did, yeah. I did remember that one. He's just, the, he's just the worst. Um I mean, one of the worst governors during the whole COVID crap. Um, of course. Probably second worst to... Uh, New York, maybe. Yeah, who was that? Uh, who was that turd? Was it Bloomberg at the time? or No. 
I don't remember who it was at the time. Who's who's the governor of New York during COVID? The guy who put all the the people in nursing homes who had COVID. And the guy that made um, Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, Cuomo. Thank you. Goodness gracious. Yeah. The guy said that you can only have your businesses open for like these crunched windows of times, and I'm like, wait, okay, so you want everyone there? You want more people at a smaller chunk of time instead of have? So like, what's this business curve you're supposed to help? Yeah, like it's the opposite. It's, it's you're doing the opposite of what you should be doing. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. It is ridiculous. So if if I were to film a movie of a guy that runs a mega church, and then you know uses all that funds to like abuse kids and sell drugs, I would cast a guy that looked like Governor Newsom. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about yeah, right. televangelist or something. Yeah, yeah I, it's about the right look. I get that. I totally get that. All right, y'all. What's well, that time? All freaking right. Let's freaking do this. Um, you all know the rules. We're not going to go over it. The uh, categories for tonight, this day in history, beer, 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 and Ukraine. Nice. Um, so there's a dispute on the scoreboard. Alden says that he's won three. How many people here re- recall Alden winning three times? I don't recall Alden ever winning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think it only happens when I'm not here. All right, I'll go back and look at the tapes. Alden, you can submit your evidence at a later date. Um, <laughs> all right, well, Zane's still on the top of the leaderboard. He is not here tonight. Nick is leading the folks who are here. Alden might be tied with him. Who knows? Guests have won twice. We don't have a guest here tonight. Audience has won once, and Steve won once. So, <laughs> All right, round one. This day in history. Let me pull up the questions over here. Y'all know the drill. Question number one. On this day in 1941, which baseball player ended the season with a 406 batting average, a stat no player has achieved since? Steven. Jackie Robinson. Wrong. This is sad, y'all. Yeah. What year uh, was it? Joe, you're allowed to answer. It was 1941. Joe, you're allowed to answer. And if you get it before these dummies, um, you get the point. Our audience gets the point. Joe is incorrect, saying mm. Mickey Mantle. Lala Profesh is incorrect, saying Babe Ruth. Steven. Pete Rose. No. No, he was way after that. Okay. Yeah, that was, Yeah. He was a New York Yankee. No one? Let's see. I don't know much about baseball, honestly. I'm sure I am. All right, all right. (laughs) No one got it. It is Ted Williams. Yep, that doesn't ring a bell. Um, (laughs) One thing I did forget to do was pull up my scoreboard over here. Sorry, y'all. Give me two seconds. I live in Pittsburgh. I've seen like three winning baseball seasons here ever. (laughs) yeah that does does suck for you all right next question on this day in 2018 cargo ship venta maersk is the first to successfully travel through what previously impassable route steven panama canal no nick northwest passage 
What is the Northwest Passage? That's uh, above. Is it's the one above Canada, the North Pole, whatever up north. The Arctic. You are correct. Nick got this it. Global warming. Global. Yeah, I mean this. The article did heavily imply I, I it was figured. because of global warming. I assume so. Yeah. <laughs> Question number three. On this day in 1965, what dictator told his citizens that they are now free to leave the country? What year? 1965. Dictator. Wow. Alden. Nixon. <laughs> Good one, Stephen. Nikita Khrushchev. No. Nick. Uh, Castro. Castro. Mm, nice. Correct. Nick <clears throat> on the board twice. Che, che was a good, good guess, Joe. All right. Here we go. Question number four. On this day in 1066, what was the name of the Duke of Normandy who invaded England claiming his right to the throne? Nick. Uh, William the Conqueror. William the Conqueror is correct. Next question. I do like this method better, Alden. Yeah. Or, or I have to read it where y'all can't read it. I like the chime in as you know kind of thing. If we get real strict about it, we can, if you raise your hand and then you're wrong, you get dinged, you know, but. No, yeah, fair. On this day in 1994, 852 people died in the Baltic Sea when what ferry sank? Alden um estonia estonia is correct bravo i didn't think anybody would get that one question number six on this day in 48 bc king ptolemy of egypt murdered what roman general who shared his name with a roman city alden general rome <laughs> nick romulus no Incorrect, Joe. Steven, you get it's your court. Yep. You have five uh, seconds. All right. You get a hint now. This Roman town that he shares a name with was destroyed in a famous event. Steven. Pompeii. <laughs> Pompeii the oh, Great. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right. You sure it wasn't Rome? Question <laughs> Question number seven. On this day in 1960, which future Hall of Famer hits a home run in his last major league at bat? Steven. More baseball? Yeah. Babe Ruth. Wrong. This is 1960. Alden. Vandal. Wrong. I don't know baseball. This is like the sport I know the least about. I think I know more about women's volleyball. Nick I couldn't tell you in 1960 who was even playing. Yeah. Grumpy says Pompey was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you're incorrect saying Gehrig. I think Gehrig had already died at that point, hadn't he? I can't remember, but uh, it was not him. Y'all have five seconds. Four, three. Steven. Pete Rose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Three. Alden. 
Is it Ted Williams? It is Ted Williams. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I literally only said that because it was already said. So the that trick was... question. How about that? Yeah. yeah. All right. Question number eight. On this day in 1781, which battle began commonly known as the most important battle of the Revolutionary War? 1781, which battle began commonly known as the most important battle of the Revolutionary War? The audience gets it. It is Newtown. Oh, Bravo, nice. Joe. Bravo. Uh, the most, I mean, that was the end of the Revolutionary War. I don't know. If, Look, I'm I just telling that. you what all of the historians agree with. Okay. <laughs> oh, we already know historians are dicks. Yeah, the science is settled. <laughs> Hey, Lala Prakash got it before y'all got it too. So, eat a butt. Um, Yorktown was the only thing that popped into my head, and I'm like, no, it's not Yorktown. That's the end of it. This has got to be some sort of like, yeah. Okay. On this day in 2008, SpaceX successfully launched which rocket to become the first privately owned company to send a liquid fueled rocket to space? Who was first? I think it was Steven. Uh, Alden was before me. Alden. What a gentleman and probably a scholar, because I bet you do have the right answer there too. It is you, Falcon One. You are absolutely correct, Joe. You're right you know behind him, man. You're right behind him. Yeah, I figured you did. Honestly, that's why you're a true gentleman. Joe got it as well. Um, so here we go. Final question of round one. On this day in 1961, the United Arab Republic dissolved, making it a short-lived union between which two countries? You have to name both, otherwise I'm not saying if you got one right. Stephen. Uh, UAE and Qatar. Wrong. Alden. UAE and Saudi Arabia? No. Hmm. Nick. Qatar and Bahrain? Nope. It's back open to the floor. Alden. UAE in Yemen? No. Ah. Steven. UAE in Dubai. <laughs> no, Nick. Dubai. Dubai's uh, in UAE. Is... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Saudi Arabia in Yemen. No. I'll give you a hint. Y'all have not said either one of them yet. Okay. And UAE is not in it. <laughs> I noticed Nick. you gravitated to that. Uh, Iraq and Kuwait. No. Y'all have 10 seconds because this is just painful. Alden. Afghanistan and Iraq. No. Afghanistan's not Arab. I don't know. <laughs> Five. I've four, offended people. I don't know. Three. Steven. Oman and Kuwait. Wrong. Joe says Yemen and Oman. That is also incorrect. The correct answer is Syria and Egypt. Oh. Yeah. That's a tough one. I was thinking Arabian Peninsula, and we're talking more Levant and North Africa. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went all the way to Afghanistan. I don't know. <laughs> so, just an Arab in any way, shape, or form. I all guess not. Right. Yeah. Round two is beer, beer, beer. So, saddle up. Steven's probably going to win this one. <laughs> Which ancient civilization is credited with the invention of beer around 5000 BC? Alden. Babylon? No. Steven, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Sumerians. You are correct. Uh, yeah, that's like, it. in my mind, almost the same thing. But <laughs> no, they're no, the Babylonians were after. Yeah, Babylonians were after, and the Mesopotamians were the same thing as the Sumerians. Like I said, in my mind. 
Uh, okay. Well, you keep living in La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is the name of the world's oldest brewery, which is located in Bavaria, Germany, created in 1040? Stephen. Gaffel. No. What? It begins with a W, I think. Yeah, I, I can picture what it is, but I, it's some Germany word that starts with a W. <laughs> I agree with that. Joe says tingling. Yeah, I'm going to go with yingling. I, I think that's the right answer. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> it's America's oldest brewery. The, the audience gets it on Rumble. It is... Weinstefan. Oh, Weinstefan. Yeah. Yeah. I, we were. It was a W. Like I saw saying. the like label in my mind, but not the name. All right. Question number three: Which American general wrote into his orders that his soldiers should be supplied with beer? Nick. Benedict Arnold. Wrong. I think it was Alden. Um. You know what? I'm going to defer to Stephen this time because he let me go first last. Stephen. George Washington. George Washington is All right. correct. He didn't have money to pay them. Uh, so a lot of his patrons, he wrote letters to them. Well, what do you have? Send it. Hey, keep See, talking I about was... that. Give me two. Give me one minute. All right. He's got to poop. Yeah, I said Benedict Arnold because I... Uh... Oh, um... did he just give us the next answer? <laughs> he yeah, he did. Oh. I, figured, I, uh... I, would, I would figure if America's most notorious traitor would just want everyone to be drunk. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, and George Washington Martin. wanted everybody to be drunk, so he didn't notice him swapping places with Adam Weishaupt. The <laughs> Illuminati. Right. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> Maybe. Joking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but for real, uh, there, there was a time that he wasn't sure You're how going, he was going to pay his troops. You so ruined was... the next answer. You ruined the next answer, Jake. Ha! I did. How did I do that? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You should let us guess the question. How did I even do that? I don't even know how I did that. I don't know, but you got up and it changed. And we're like, did he just do that? Jake, I challenge. I doing that. You must have hit a button. I don't know. When yeah. you set your headphones down. But you should form a Jeopardy-based question off of this. Like, Belgium is the, <laughs> you know. And then we'll what try is to... who makes the best waffles? Um, <laughs> it's beer-related, though, right? Who makes the second best 5.7 pistol? It's, it's just <laughs> such a difficult question. Okay. Um, this would have been, like, the only way anybody could have possibly gotten it. Wait a minute. Try. Try. Let's see. Belgium Belgium is the hang on. <laughs> is the what? European country known for man, is this it? is this is such a difficult question to ask. What is Abbey Ale? For yeah, some of the yeah. world's most famous and highly regarded beers brewed by oh what group of people alden the monks yeah i mean i'll give it to you it's uh the trappist monasteries yeah trappist monks yeah yeah, yeah. all right i feel like steve and i should split that one basically yeah <laughs> we know we both know you got the abbeys and you got the lambics and there's there's other things as well but split it. my bad y'all sorry about that and then yeah all right. Lambics are my favorite, honestly. Why did German monks create the beer style Bach? Why? Why? Because it's tasty. Yeah, uh, they ran out of ingredients. <laughs> Incorrect, <laughs> Stephen. Uh, because it would survive transportation. Nope, Alden. Uh, 
to do something with like malted barley so it doesn't go bad? Incorrect. The audience gets it. To sustain them during fasting. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. See, you said that, and I'm like, the only audience guess was because Hitler said so. And I I'm thought what? that's what the <laughs> Because Hitler <laughs> <laughs> No, no. I'm reading Rumble comments as well tonight. So, all right. After two rounds, Steven has six, Alden has four, Nick has three, and the audience has five. Uh -oh. so it is literally anybody's game. Three for questions one. remaining, three points per question. Let's go. These are all about Ukraine, and they are not easy. Uh oh. Question one. Ukraine experienced a devastating famine in the 20th century. What was it called? Nick. The uh, Hall of the Moor. Wow. Bravo, Nick. What? The Hodor hunger. Yeah, I was going to say communism, but okay. <laughs> well, this, this was from communism. <laughs> yeah. During World War II, Ukraine was the site of what major ba battle that lasted from 43 to 44? Steven. Stalingrad? Stalingrad nice. is correct. Bravo. All right. Uh, that was a huge. If you look that up, like I think the Russians lost like forty thousand people, and and uh, you know the Allied force or the German forces lost like thirty something thousand. Like it was huge. Wow, that's crazy. Um, Stephen has nine. Nick has six. Audience has five. Alden has four. So it is up to either Nick's going to tie with Stephen or Stephen's going to take home the victory. So here nice. we go. Question number three. Final question. The Chernobyl nuclear disaster of 1986 took place in what town in Ukraine? Nick. Pripyat. Mm. Yep. Pripyat is Gangster. correct. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, as tradition, Nick and Steven have to do rock, paper, scissors to decide <laughs> who is victorious. So this is how it goes. Um, I say one, two, three, shoot. Okay. Okay. Ready? One, two, three, shoot. Steven wins. <laughs> Boom. Scissors, slice, paper. You will both still enjoy a uh, win on the sheet on the leaderboard because that's how it there goes. Go. Grumpy says he's lagging bad tonight, which is why, um, which is why he didn't win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course. That, that's why, Grumpy. That's that's for sure why you didn't win. Um, all right. Well, who in Rumble knew what the what the Bach was made for? That's impressive. I didn't know. Yeah, it was Mr. Zach Varnell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, He's playing on Rumble while he could chime in. Yeah, double dipping. <laughs> he is double dipping. <laughs> All right, Zach. Let's go to our next. Uh, are you around, or should I pull it up? I see that uh, I can pull it up if you need me to. There we go. Go for it. Let's play this audio or video. Record. And all record in this country right now is $33 trillion in debt facing $2 trillion annual deficit. We're in so much debt. We're driving up deficit so fast. We are devaluing American money so rapidly that in America today, you can't even bribe Democrat senators with tax loans. You know, to bring gold bonds. 
to get the job done. That's the bribes hold value. You are your record. You are record. Freaking Matt Gates. He's got a good point. He's got a good point. You know, and, and the dollar is devalued to the point where U.S. senators can't afford a suit. They have to change the rules so they can wear sweatpants and vote from the door. You know what's funny? They changed the the uh, rest of the Senate changed the rule back. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> like nearly unanimously, they said no. Fetterman's not coming in here in shorts and a hoodie. Oh man! Well, as much as I was looking forward to like MTG and Bobert showing up in a bikini, um, you know it makes sense if you're there to do some official business, dress like you're doing business. I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right, Zach. Let's load. Uh, let's load our favorite. Peter St. Ange, can you turn up the volume on your end? Economic statistics fall there with a go. sickening thud all around the world. Earth's central bank mafia is beginning to wonder if maybe they screwed up. Earlier this week, the Wall Street Journal published a world tour of the shelled-out remains of statistical series in the wake of a coordinated global assault on interest rates, an assault that apparently has not worked, as core inflation, the kind that matters to central banks, has now been stuck for years and is still, even by official numbers, over 5%. In recent videos, I've covered how both China and Europe are falling over, with half of China's economy now in contraction, and even mighty Germany losing its manufacturing base. But it is looking like the problem is global, which should not be surprising since the COVID lockdowns were also global. They played out the same in most countries, which is spend all the trillions it takes to bribe the sheep into shutting down and then crash the productive economy to soak up the resulting inflation with, as the journal put it, a coordinated rate rise campaign unprecedented in its scale and its scope. Starting with Europe, fresh data says the entire economy has now contracted in the three months through September, one more quarter, and that is a formal recession. The latest surveys of European purchasing managers point to yet more decline, with new orders falling at the fastest pace since the lockdowns. Hamburg Commercial Bank now estimates Europe is looking at an annualized decline in GDP of 1.6%, which is just shy of the first quarter of the 2008 financial crisis. The survey noted ominously that poor performance in manufacturing is now spreading to services in Europe. Now, those are three times bigger than manufacturing. In fact, they make up two-thirds of the entire European economy. So that is the big enchilada. Next up is Old Blighty, with British purchasing managers similarly pessimistic, and JP Morgan now estimating stagnation for the past three months and the next three months which would punch Britain's golden recession ticket. And finally, America, where core inflation has been stuck for going on three years now, and it now faces brand new perfect storms from energy and student loans to an El Nino drought to unions gone wild. America's new orders are now falling for goods and services, in other words, for everything, while business confidence just hit a fresh nine-month low. So what's next? Brought to you by Unchained. What's next is we're not even in the third inning. Eurozone rates only cleared zero a year ago, and they haven't even hit the traditional restrictive level yet. The Fed is not much better, having only hit restrictive rates a few months ago. So going by the traditional 12 to 18 month lag between rate hikes and economic devastation, it is way too early 
to be seeing recession signs already, meaning that we are most likely looking at years of pain, perhaps comparable to the 2008 financial crisis, that will get much worse as the months tick by. By mid to late 2024, we will know exactly what the Fed and the rest of the central banker cartel have dumped on our living room carpets, at which point millions of people will be wondering what the heck hit them. Okay, we'll be watching. See you next time. Nothing but happy news with that dude. You know? <laughs> right. Can we get him on the here's up a little bit. I'm taking a, a note from our audience. Um, we're gonna pay, play the Seinfeld version of that. There <laughs> we go. Oh. oh, dang it! Hang on. Sorry. Right. Yeah, there we go. We are devaluing American money so rapidly that in America today, you can't even bribe Democrat senators with cash alone. You need to bring gold bars to get the job done just so that the bribes hold value. We are devaluing. That was so good. He does sound a lot like him in that clip. That was great. Did you see the Trump one where someone overlapped it with him just like rambling about toilets or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny, actually. But he's talking about plumbing or some shit. I don't know. It was That's, funny. Well, that oh, sounds man. great, too. So one thing I've noticed with, with uh, all the analysts across the board is our, our point of reference now is since the lockdowns. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the worst since the lockdowns. This is the worst since the lockdowns. Like, yeah. we're supposed to forget the four recessions our parents survived mm -hmm. and the Great Depression. You know, so now everything is just since the lockdowns. Oh, well, this is the worst. It's, it's the fastest we've increased rates since the lockdowns. Well, yeah, of course it is since the lockdowns. That was three years ago. Uh, so uh, you look at the 50-year historical average of interest rates, 7%. Mm -hmm. We're at five, five and a quarter right now, I think. Um, so we're just getting started, y'all. I mean, we're going up two more percent to be at the 50-year average. So that is, that is I don't think it's thing. getting there, though. Yeah, oh, no, I don't think it is Cause, either. Because the Fed just held. Yeah. Uh, held where it was, but I mean, I, I think they are still predicting the Fed to go up, but they're moving what 25 50 basis points at a time, so. yeah. yeah, super tiny increments. But that, that's so in so, two years, we're going to be at seven percent. That's a really interesting thought, Steve. It's not going to get the seven the idea. This, this whole thing about the great reset, it's an yeah. interesting, interesting way to think about it with people referring to like the COVID year is kind of like a restart of time. And like, that was the last event anybody can remember. Anybody thinks about that's what everything's compared against. Um, yeah. Like it's almost like history was reset yeah. during that time. Yeah. Um, that's a really interesting way to, to think about it. I think. Um, I mean, cause that's how they're framing a lot of stuff. They're like, Oh, well, since the lockdowns, this is, you know, this is the best we've seen. And it's like, well, of course it is because you, told us we couldn't go to work and then we told us to get back to work we're trying to make up for lost time mm -hmm. so yes of course the economy is going to surge oh well, this is the first time we've seen four percent gdp since the lockdowns Duh. Well, i'm i'm curious what's going to happen uh what the october numbers are going to look like because student loan payments are now coming back so uh that's going to take another huge hit on consumer spending well, and Clark Howard is you know, one of the big consumer advocates slash podcasters slash, you know, whatever uh, here around Atlanta. I mean, he's got he's got a big podcast, syndicated radio show. He's on the evening news all the time. He's a big guy that, you know, he's he's looking out for. He really gives you some good tips. Uh, don't expect him to like, come out with some hard libertarian messaging. Uh, but, you know, he's a good guy to tell you where to find some good deals, where to find the latest tech and things like that. 
And that's one of the things, uh, you know, he, he's even pushing this stuff too, of, of just, oh, well, since the lockdowns, you know, this is, this is the best we've seen since the lockdowns. This is the best beer I've had since yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've been saying this since, I don't know, since the seventies, like our dollars going to decrease to nothing. I mean, it has lost literally, this is not, this is not exaggeration. It has lost more than 99% of its purchasing power since the year 1913. Yeah, so let's, what let's you bring buy, us some charts. Go to w, WTF happened in 1971. I mean, it's, I've never, never been to that site, but uh, <laughs> the, it was always going to happen. Sorry, I'm going to try to pull something up. Y'all keep chatting. Mm -hmm. Um, it was always going to happen. We were always warning about this. I mean, Ron Paul spoke about this for years in the public eye and yeah. it's well, and then here's what, here's one thing. So, you know, grass is greener on the other side, you know, like if you want to have the optimistic approach to this. So the global economy that has been tethered together since we've been alive, at least, you know, late eighties, early nineties, you know, they all kind of came together for some kind of financial fiscal mission. You know, it was stated 10 to 20, 30 years prior. It took a few years to get into action. Now they're all in line. So you have, you know, you, you got the G7 summit, you got NATO, you know, you have all these global alliances forming that are, you know, forming fiscal policy for all their citizens. Uh, you have UNESCO forming zoning laws for all the local counties sometimes. Um, you know, all this stuff is coming together. Everybody was participating. So, Here's the one thing that, that I've been saying to maintain an optimistic, uh, optimistic approach here is if the entire global economy is collapsing at the same time and we just collapse last, don't we maintain hegemony? Hmm. I mean, it's, it's I mean, it's kind of a dark thought, but it's like, hey, well, hey if, you know, if we're the last to fall, we're on top, right? Well, it's dollar milkshake theory, right? I mean, the, the strongest currency is the last the strongest currency is the last one to fail. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that we have like the strongest currency. I, th I think that's what we're seeing a lot right now, too, is that like the veil is being lifted, you know, so they're, they're, they have all these fancy terms for it, you know, stagflation and whatnot. But what you're what you're discovering is that prices that are baked into goods and services your entire life, if you're under 50, uh, are all this, that veil is being lifted all of a sudden. And half the world or more is just discovering that oh, we've been sold lies. You know, this number's inflated. So as long as everything remains within scale, I mean, we know what's in circulation right now. Everything's going to keep moving. It's not like the uh, the global economy is just going to stop moving all of a sudden. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things, that, you know, everything's going to keep shifting hands. Uh, money's still being traded. It's just that the actual value, you know, now if you're one of the suckers that's maintaining a lot of physical assets, when you're at the peak, sorry, man, you're footing the bill for inflation right now, because as the interest rates creep up, you've got to lower your asking price to sell it. You know, who's buying a 9% mortgage for a $400,000 house right now? Yeah, seriously. I mean, the, the average, I think the average house in, is it the United States or just Georgia is now like $435,000. Whereas in 2019, it was like 240 or 250. Right. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm currently looking right now, and uh, ooh, it's rough. 
Yeah, just, although, just, like, just wait although, a couple like, years, Nick. <laughs> but that's the problem, is that like it's hard to know when the timing is. But I mean I'm I am looking to see if I can find the right deal. Although like in the Pittsburgh area, especially where I'm looking, like it's more in the two you know, I'm looking more in the two forty plus ish range. But even that the monthly payment on it, it's like uh, that's more than I want to pay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm, I went to, you know, schmooze and boost some clients over in Birmingham, Alabama last year. And, uh, I mean, this was in a gated private golf course community. They had you know, 3,000 square foot brick homes, three twos on the golf course. And they were asking like 270. <laughs> and I'm like, you realize this could be like 600 plus in Atlanta? Yeah. <laughs> Wild. It's, it's just amazing just to see what 50 miles can do to the pricing on something. This is one of the most telling things I've ever seen. So this guy built and paid for his house by age 25. Every three years, he pays property taxes equivalent to the original cost of his house. Wow. It takes 50% of his social security check to pay his property. Tax. That's yeah. insane. And I remember seeing stories from Roswell, Georgia, uh, you know, not long after Obama got elected that, you know, this lady was like, I lived here my whole life. It was the first house I bought after I got married. I raised my kids here. I'm retired now and I'm having to leave because my property taxes cost more than my social security. My husband's dead. And I, there was so many of those stories. It's just, it's not right. It's absolutely not right. It, it's, it's absolutely just, not right. I mean, this is why like Jared came on the free Georgia podcast on Monday to talk about the legal tender project here in Georgia, which is something libertarian party is trying to push, uh, to have gold and silver depository within the state of Georgia. So you can pay your taxes, you can pay bills, you can pay all sorts of stuff in gold and silver. Not this to be is, confused with the gold and silver suppository. It's a different thing. It's a completely different thing. That's more for safekeeping long-term. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Right. You know who, uh, put it. Yeah. Saturday night. You know, yeah. you know what's really telling a story I saw today. Mm. Do you know who is now selling gold? Who? Costco. Mm, what they sell everything? They're selling one gold. Ounce, it's... You can buy ounce bars of gold at Costco. I bet they're discounted. <laughs> they're, they're... <laughs> if you buy in bulk, you how much of a it. discount do you? Well, we're limiting it too yeah. because apparently people have been buying it up like crazy. Like other gold vendors just don't exist, but. uh I would yeah. buy the mess out of that because you they, know you're. I think they were limiting it, but I think they were, what seven nine seventeen hundred bucks an ounce. Uh, it was nineteen forty last time I checked on it. Um, Joe, I completely agree. I don't want to pay taxes in gold and silver. I want to hold both yeah. of those things. Um, I have no interest in giving that to the government and having it be in a depository. I just no. bought me some gold and silver the other day. Heck yeah. Need to buy gold to break. Go. Gold is at eighteen sixty-five <laughs> an ounce. Oh wow! Silver is currently at twenty-two fifty-five. I mean, I buy Bitcoin all the time, but I still now, you know. Now I here's buy the big thing. Gold, buy me some silver. Mm -hmm. Here's the fun fact. Okay, in order to convert gold bullion into jewelry, you have to have palladium. Russia controls three quarters of the world's palladium. Mm. You're saying buy palladium. Prior to Hillary Clinton and Trump running for presidency. Uh, palladium was right about four or five hundred dollars an ounce. I called a buddy of mine and I said, "Hey, if Hillary keeps flexing on Russia, this is going to be a solid investment." Hmm. Palladium has steadily been over a thousand dollars an ounce since Trump got elected. Wow. Huh. Okay. It doubled like within two months. 
because Russia was like, okay, you don't want to buy my rifles? Screw yeah. you guys. Interesting. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's see what the Biden administration has to say about uh, this whole crashing economy. Um, Zach, can we put that up on the screen? Biden's economic policies have quietly made people's lives better, and no one seems to care. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got this headline, and then also uh, as a as a proof of concept here, I researched. Uh, I I went I went to the Google machine and I typed in "Bidenomics is working," and you just get a whole mess of articles saying how great the economy is and how Joe Biden's economy, whatever that is. <laughs> like, oh, uh, it is the fact so that he has painful. clean water for people and paid firefighter stuff somehow has made the economy better. It's just... Yeah, okay. but that's Ukraine People in Houston, Texas, that have your pipes burst from that from that uh, blizzard in February 2021, 2022, whatever it was, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the last couple of years, that still can't live in your house. Yep. How's Bidenomics working for you? Uh, people in Palestine, Ohio, how's Bidenomics working for you? Yep. It's but about I can building an economy it. from the middle out, the top, the bottom <clears throat> up, not the top down. I yeah. can fish hey, safely. people in, in Newman, Ukraine, Georgia, though. that got hit by an F5 tornado right after he got elected, that he came in and declared it not an emergency. So you can't get FEMA money, and it broke the GEMA budget to replace your house, and you still have a house, and you lived in downtown Newman prior to that. How's Bidenomics working for you? <laughs> All right. Well, I have an interesting – Zach, I'm going to share my screen real quick. Um, found this to be incredibly funny and interesting. Um, 1990s, you could very easily predict upcoming global crises just by how much pizza was being delivered to U.S. intelligence buildings. This was first discovered by Frank Meeks, who owned 45 Domino stores in Washington, D.C. He noticed that approximately 72 hours before a major global event was announced to the public, pizza deliveries to U.S. government buildings would skyrocket, indicating that the staff was working around the clock on something. And Frank called this the pizza meter. Frank's pizza meter accurately predicted many events, including the Kuwait War. In the lead-up to the Kuwait War, pizza deliveries increased from 50 pizzas a day to 125 per day. And prior to the invasion, they would never deliver a pizza to the White House after 9 p.m. But during the invasion, they were there all hours of the night. Since Frank made the pizza meter public, the U.S. government stopped ordering large quantities from one provider. And they also stopped ordering delivery and instead sent people to go get the pizzas and bring them back. In the early 1990s, you could very easily predict upcoming global crises. I mean, maybe not have all these crises going on where it became so goddamn predictable. <laughs> oh, the 1990s were great Joe's, Joe's takeaway from that is 45 domino stores in D.C. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, <laughs> uh, yeah. though, like, first of all, why is that the food that's feeling you no wonder you're making terrible decisions and going to <laughs> war so many times you're eating so much pizza like give me a break um that i just found mind. that to be hilarious like but the I, guy had a pizza I mean, throughout meter. the 90s it became so easy to order pizza i mean there, there was a game uh, one of those mmorpgs i used to play uh, everquest when it first came out uh and that there was a command in there it was slash pizza mm -hmm. so like you're literally like you're playing a computer game and you can just type slash pizza and it calls dominoes for you. Yeah, I remember this. What? And they can like, like mic in and Yeah. Hello, this is Domino's. You played EverQuest? Yes, I am. Sweet. Well, I'll give you 10% discount. I mean, I what do, do love that Domino's now lets you deliver to a pin. Like you can pin your point on a map and it'll deliver wherever you are. Really? It's kind of it's kind of genius because yeah. I've there's been wherever so many times. I am? 
I mean, almost. I mean, Alden, how many times were we on Tybee Island on the beach? And we we're like, I'm freaking hungry because we're hammered. That would have been had awesome. a Domino's pizza delivery on the beach. Can we incredible. pin it to the sand? Like they got to walk like a mile down the beach to wherever we were. Yeah, that would be awesome. There 30 minutes or less or you get it for free. <laughs> or if you're in Volusia County, Florida, they can drive on the beach. <clears throat> That's true. Gosh, <laughs> driving on the beach and having pets on the beach are two things that should be at every single beach. Those those two things make beaches awesome. Like, yeah. Well, and if you allow driving, driving on, on the beach, beach, not having glass on the beach becomes common sense. There you go. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, like, you don't have to make that a rule to enforce. You're like, you got <laughs> right. cars out here. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but if, if you're smart, you can still get away with glass on the beach. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I'm, I'm, just recalling, I, I'm just recalling I took a trip to the beach years ago uh, right after college. My cousin got back and was on leave after coming back from Afghanistan. He's like, oh, let's go uh, to the beach and me and his brother and uh, we went to the beach and we went and bought like a handle of of uh, I forget what it was, some sort of whiskey and put it in like a little cooler and just carried the little soft cooler and I was just like stick the top of it out and <laughs> pour it into a cup and Walk around with a copy, even though the rules said explicitly. So you can seal the glass, the but you're drinking out of plastic. Yeah. Well, I was there drinking out of a out of a coffee mug, out of a metal coffee mug on the beach, so go. that it looked. Oh, nice. All right, Zach. Let's pull up the next one. Fauci secretly secretly went to CIA HQ to influence COVID nineteen origins probe. House Republican alleges. Um, this is this, the least. The surprising headline I've seen this week. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, of course. It's definitely not surprising. However, it basically says that six CIA CIA agents allegedly <laughs> were paid off to keep their mouths shut about the Wuhan lab, um, which I would say it wasn't so much of a payoff. The payoff just made them culpable. Okay, um, they were following orders uh, right. because Fauci has a long documented trail going back to the AIDS epidemic in the 80s and 90s um, that he will bribe people. And if they try to publish studies that counter his narrative or his desire of knowledge, uh, then he will have your study squashed, not published, yeah. and remove your doctorate. So, you know, like Dr. Judy Mikovits is one of those. That, like she butted heads with him because yeah. she, uh, she found a retrovirus and... Uh, one of the shots that was, uh, she said that there was a correlation. That's all it was, correlation. Uh, again, Dr. Andrew Wakefield, correlation, not causation. Uh, there was a correlation in the XMRV retrovirus and chronic fatigue syndrome in women. And uh, he butted heads with her on that. And it's, uh, she's not the only one, but she's probably like the most prominent, most famous in recent history uh, hmm. that, has butted heads with him and let's say lost. I mean, because she she actually did some jail time for publishing a book. Wow. Did, did anyone win against Fauci? I mean, seriously, no one won against Fauci. I right? just imagine I just imagine him threatening people. Oh, you see what I do to those dogs? Imagine what I'll do to you. <laughs> just show some videos of those poor beagles. <clears throat> Goodness gracious, um, Zach. What do we got next, man? I think it's uh, our favorite AOC. Favorite big booty Latina. Our favorite big booty Latina. Oh, Zach, <laughs> Zach may be out. Let me. Uh, Which now that the dress code's reinstated, she cannot wear a bikini to 
serve Congress. Share this tab instead. I no longer watch this. Here we go. Okay. (laughs) So this is AOC talking about the immigration crisis in New York, acting like she knows things when everything she's saying, I mean, you're just going to see. Of when it comes to people coming to New York City today are nothing. I'm telling you nothing compared to the daily amounts of people that we saw coming in from through Ellis Island in the first half of this century. You're seeing, you know, more than 12 million immigrants that passed through Ellis Island between 1892 and 1954. And we had seen- Period of 60 years. Huge numbers. 12 million over 60 years. Per day that had, that far eclipsed, far eclipsed what we're seeing right now. So her, her math is very much off. Um, 12 million people over <clears throat> how, 56, 58 years. Like, yeah. yeah, that is a tiny amount per year, yeah. which is far, far less than what is happening to New York right now, especially considering a ton of the population of New York left. So like this, the, the ratio of, Right, like natural citizens to these immigrants or illegal immigrants or whatever they are, um, is, is much more disproportionate than it would have been back in the day. Like I, I said, we, the, we are uh, reaching levels that, that border invasion, yeah, you know, and and a lot of it, even though they're coming through the southern border, a lot of it is Chinese immigrants. Canada went through this in the 80s, they were very stern about you know, foreign populations migrating there not assimilating and then, you know, creating pockets within there, creating their own governments, their own police forces. And uh, it's just, it's an insurgent force at that point. You know, it's all the second children. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're here to assimilate, you're here to work, welcome home, brother. I mean like that, but again, there is a process for that because we do have the system in place where I have a portion of my paycheck that's stolen before I receive it. Therefore I should have a say in how it's distributed. Um, you haven't been here for that, you know. So if you're just getting here, hey, you know, welcome here. But uh, you know, you got to work and earn your keep for now. So we can figure out what to do with you. Joe, you are correct. Um, however, they also yeah. don't have uh, constitutional authority to enact gun restrictions, but they do that on a regular basis. So yeah, right. So what? Yeah. So the powers laid out specifically are for naturalization, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Not immigration. Yep. That, so is, that is that is a true statement. Right. But I mean, AOC uh, was called out. Elon Musk says, AOC, not that smart. (laughs) (laughs) Zach's internet keeps messing up. Uh, Let's see. Can we go? Is Elon live on the border? He said he was going live, I thought. Um, Let's see. No, we're not. Did he? Hang on. Yeah, it was three hours ago. He said he was going live soon on the border. On the border of Mexico? Yeah. Interesting. Not that smart after she compared migrant crisis to Ellis Island. I just, <clears throat> I love that. Um, I love that the richest man on earth is commenting on what AOC has to say. <laughs> and, and by the way, as an African-American, he can weigh in on these kind of great <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Wait, oh, what? goodness. I'm yeah. I'm out of that loop. I guess I don't know. Elon Musk is an African American. The richest man on the planet is an African American. Joe, it's so funny. I lost all my By stuff what the exact same way because he's from South Africa, Alden. Yeah, 
Elon he? Musk is South yeah. African, so he's oh. African American. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. realize that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Although uh <laughs> his family's Canadian originally, I believe. His grandfather, I think it was it's left Canada and went to South Africa. That sounds right. Because I, I know that his dad used to fly planes. His dad was incredible. His dad flew... So his family are immigrants. Yeah. I mean, his his dad flew a plane, that flew them on a family plane from <clears throat> South Africa all the way to Australia, a little just hopping. And when they would land on islands where there wasn't gasoline, he would re-engineer his engine to run off diesel. And then... When he flew to the next one and they didn't have diesel, he would redo it again and go back to gasoline. That's how impressive Elon Musk's dad wow. was. Yeah, well, that is. Diesel, you just gotta get the. I mean, diesel. You just gotta basically have the compression, some heat, and get rid of the spark plugs. And yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, like, to do that repeatedly and have the wherewithal to do it for a plane and not have it crash is pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, I know it needs to be done. I'm not trusting myself to do it and then get on that plane. So. All right. Uh, Zach, let's see what the cops are doing to us now. The device allows cops to restrain people from a distance. This is something you'd see in a comic book movie. It's Batman effect, yeah. It's literally Batman. I mean, I guarantee you they saw Batman and were like, how can we do that? <laughs> and then charge the taxpayers for it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And now so, it's going to yeah, be... The cop oh, the county, the green sheriff, arrow? I believe. Yeah. And uh, yes, yeah, so this is this is Metro Atlanta, uh, Cobb County Sheriff's Office using the Bola wrap. Uh, so it's a little Bola device, I guess, and has hooks on it. So whenever it wraps around it, it hooks into clothing or whatever. So um, what if I you're like, not wearing clothing? I wonder why it matters here if we're bringing up uh, the whole smart city stuff that we have been pushing in LP Georgia here. Uh, like license plate readers or drones. How Bola Rap is another example of how technology is changing the way police respond to calls of service. Yep. So, yeah, they're. Well, uh, I mean, it, it's it's a good alternative to tasers, right? You know, because if if you're, on some, if you're on some kind of cocktail of of God knows what, you know, like a la George Floyd, you know, uh, you know, you've taken a lethal dose two hours ago. That just has to be metabolized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Now they'll restrain them and shoot them. Steve Phillips says, "Yeah, <laughs> pretty much." But if it's used properly, I mean, this is kind of what we've been asking for. This is a step in the right direction because they're not just going to tase you first and ask questions later. Because uh, you know, again, you know, if you've taken a fatal dose of some kind of cocktail of drugs, you're not going to know for a couple hours, and usually by that time, you you have flipped out, got the cops called on you. Cops have wrestled you to the ground, got you in the back of the car, and then you hemorrhage in the back seat, and it's their fault that you overdosed two hours ago. Right. Um, or you have a heart condition or some other something, and the taser just takes you out. Mm -hmm. uh, so now this is, on one sense, like, they're they're trying. They're hearing us on, on one edge, but, again, it's they're reading too many comic books. Like, there's got to be a better answer to this because our – why would you mention drones in that and plate readers? Like, are drones shooting these things at us now? Probably at some point. They're probably dropping nets on us. <laughs> at least those dog things that are pro that are patrolling Mercedes-Benz Stadium now. The yeah, big exactly. dog. Whoa, 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 whoa. Because they actually have those here in Atlanta. Oh yeah. yeah. Someone posted the article the other week in in the chat. I think there was a yeah. They they got some of those, and I'm like, 
Oh, they, they use them for oh, business. I believe, I believe the battery is on the other side. So if you see one, it's your duty to pull the battery out. 100%. Kick those things over. <laughs> like, screw those stupid electronic dogs. That's freaking ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. Employs a high-tech four-legged friend. No, there's no friend. It's not a friend. It's not a friend. <laughs> that not is not your friend. friend. <laughs> Think about that like a bear but a bear that doesn't know when you're behind it and you can go rip out its battery. <laughs> so a cat. So a cat, sure. Yeah, pretty much. During COVID, Daytona Beach government patrolled beach via drones with speakers. Of course they did. They, they did? did? That's like, Island, Georgia. That's uh, some Australia yeah. shit, man. That's, yeah, that's bad. E they do that in England too. They do that with, um, for many soccer matches in, in England. They'll deploy a bunch of drones to watch where the crowds are going and to keep an eye on things. It's I feel like it like on really the beaches, weird. you could at least get Perfect. away to one the shotgun out of the back of your car and dude, I looked up little EMP devices to see if they were uh I thought you were gonna say EMP. They're so expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah you're not gonna <laughs> like directional gonna... EMP devices. You know what's cheap? Tens you'd be of better of you'd be better yeah. uh getting a radio transmitter and trying to interfere with the uh yeah and try to jam yeah. it, you if know? you jam the link you get, between you get the hundred dollar link off the internet and just hit the camera <clears> with it for five seconds and <clears> done. You know what's real also, cheap BBs you know BBs. There was also a uh, BBs work. I mean, a shotgun is just as easy, but um, fair. There was, there was, I think, a device I saw at one point they were trying on it, which was basically a net, a gun that you shoot at drones. To yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's a good you one. could probably make oh. that for a shotgun or a baller wrap for drones. How about that? There we what? go. Oh, what the drones are shooting ballas at us? Let's just shoot ballas back at them. Mm. Oh, yeah, bowlers. Yeah. Wrap up the propellers. Uh, the propellers. <laughs> propellers. <laughs> propellers. I'm, <laughs> I'm from the deep south, and I say propellers. That's right. <laughs> All right. What do we got next, Zach? Uh, oh, yeah. Now for the fun cop story. Louisiana police accused of unconscionable abuse in, quote, Brave Cave. Baton Rouge officers allegedly brutalized and disrobed detainees in storage shed once used for anti-street crime unit. I could only get so far into this uh, article before I had to go, but anybody read the full thing? Uh, not the full thing, but it's exactly what you think. It's they exactly would what you think. Yeah, yeah. The, their their street their street uh, team would uh, grab people and arrest them and take them back to this warehouse where they would go all Abu Ghraib on you and uh, basically beat the shit out of you. Um, this is what, this is what uh, the Patriot Act post, you know, September 11th brought you, okay. you know, it was fine for them to torture people overseas and now over and overseas and the CIA black sites and everything else. And, uh, you know, now these, now these cops think, yeah, let's uh, torture people in a uh, in an abandoned warehouse that we have because why the hell not that's so well if you don't know what any of the words mean waterboarding in guantanamo bay sounds like a fun vacation <laughs> it does you would think right it does yeah. sound like a good time uh... <laughs> so uh i just i want to point out something too and just kind of you know harken back to the old days uh, you know, in like the 70s and the 80s that, you know, if you were drunk and belligerent in public, 
there was a day in time that the officer would just pull you in an alley and beat your ass and take you back home and talk to your wife or your parents or whoever you lived with and just say, hey, this man acted up tonight. I put him in his place. He, I'm, I'm returning him to your care. Please see to it that he has a good night's rest. Uh, as opposed to ruining your life and putting you in jail and making it where you can't work for 10 years and all that kind of crap. Uh, I'm not saying that's the best approach to law enforcement, but it did seem a little simpler because right now, you know, the, the, the punch in the face you get from the justice system takes years to wear off. Mm-hmm. It hits you in the wallet. It, it, it hits you literally in the face. And then you're, if it's a felony charge and your rights and like you can't vote and have a gun and whatever else. It, it, it was simpler times that, you know, you could just, you could just take the whooping and go home. Um, uh, but, you know, again, there's that nebulous gray area of how it, much of a whooping right. do you deserve. Yeah. You know, like in a perfect kind of world, I'd be fine with that, but it's complicated. Yeah. Yeah, well, and and how much of the stuff going on in this brave cave is used for RICO laws, uh, RICO cases of uh, mm. who do you work Probably. for? Uh, Probably a good amount. Yeah, right. You know, and then after you beat the guy enough, he says a little boozy. Um, Although, <laughs> I mean, we were talking. I think street crime unit versus versus uh, you know, the drug task force or something like that. So maybe a little bit different, but <clears throat> um. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Hopefully, the court will rule Hunter can have a gun as a former felon drug user. Listen, well, he's I, he's not a felon. That, it's yeah. just because uh, it's 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 lying on a federal form because mm. of uh, because he was actively using crack when he got that. Now, I think there are lawsuits out there trying to challenge that, and I actually do hope that he does because I think a lot of those questions on the form are bullshit mm. and shouldn't be on there and especially since the past couple times i've been buying guns they've added additional questions that are worded in a way to trip you up and i like have stood there staring i've stood there staring at it until the uh until the gun shop person's like okay here's what it's asking because i just want to be a hunt because they tell you oh yeah there's two questions make sure you read it really carefully so i just stand there and i'm like all right so what is this asking so oh yeah well, and, and who, who knew that the Biden family would be scoring major points for the Libertarian Party? You got you got old Corn Pop. He's dismantling the petrodollar at an increasing rate. Um, he's doing it in the worst way possible, but he's still ultimately achieving our end goal. Right. Um, oh, yeah. You know, that's the whole Clinton narrative of the ends justify the means, maybe. Uh, but then you got, you know, Hunter suing the IRS for leaking his personal data like <laughs> yes please you know or or is he just the scapegoat to miserably fail at such a case so we never have a shot i worry about more of that yeah except like it's so hard to because in some ways it feels like you know the simulation's just gone wild <clears throat> and in some ways you feel like yeah, these steps are kind of pre-planned. Like everyone, like they figured he'd sue this, and then we're going to do this, and we're just going to use it to crack more skulls. Hola, soy Javier. Let's see. All right, y'all. We're going to go into something a little uh, more libertarian here. Um, Chase Oliver has released a video for his run for president. So Look at him wearing a suit, not a sweatsuit. Let's get yeah. Kudos, Chase. Let's, let's give it a watch, see what we think. 
We have 20th century politicians who have been running the 21st century mechanisms of government for my entire adult life, and it's time for that to stop. And the people are getting tired of it. Rise up, because we will not be silenced. Instead of just talking about liberty, we go across the country, reaching out to activists to show what liberty in action actually looks like. That's the kind of campaign for president we're running. One that shows us the positive, aspirational message of liberty that voters can connect with. All people are free. They have inherent freedom and liberty. We support liberty 100% unfiltered all the time. I've gotten tear gas in the streets while I protest for justice reform. My generation is the generation that got sent to fight the war on terror. My generation is the generation that had the entire real estate market fall out from underneath us right as we were getting started. It's my generation that is right now trying to raise families all over the country with massive runaway inflation. This is not a left versus right issue. This is a right versus wrong issue. The Chase Oliver President campaign will be pulling no punches. We'll be putting a bold message of liberty forward that voters can identify with. We'll be exposing the two-party system for who they are. Are you actually reading the bills or are you just taking Chuck Schumer's word for it when you vote on these things? I will fight like to make sure that each and every one of you is replaced. We libertarians, we want to enter this race to be a check against the two-party system and to give you somebody honest to vote for. Why is that the radical idea, not the rational idea? Nobody will buy and pay for a libertarian. We don't just blow with the political winds with whatever's popular. We stand on principle. And I say as a libertarian, we do not believe in the initiation of force. Take the boot off our neck, support freedom, and support the people. Thank you very much. I'm Chase Oliver, the candidate for president, and I approve this message. All right. What do we think of that? Where do you find uh, a yellow tie? <laughs> I, I don't care if the man has cattle. He looks great in a cowboy hat. He's dressed for business. He talks. I mean, the speeches are incredible. I mean, I, I've, I've watched the man do 30 to 45 minutes off the top of his head and just go nonstop taking hecklers and, and answering questions along the way. Mm -hmm. uh, the dude is about that life is all I can say. Like he, he, he knows his stuff. And and he will he will actively debate you live time yep. some of the most intelligent conversation you'll ever have about libertarian ideals. Yep. So, we're, who are our candidates right now? We've got uh, Chase Oliver. We've got Mike Termot. Uh, Mike's been on the show. Mm -hmm. um, we've got who just uh, Michael Rechtenwald. Um, Lars. <clears throat> who? Lars. I don't know who that is. I forget his last name, but he uh, just, yeah. just Lars. That's it. Just, yeah, yeah he, <laughs> he's apparently loaded with money from like being a founder of Adult Friend Fighter or something. Okay, well, I don't know who that. I don't know who founder that is, what? I've heard nothing about him. Mapstead, that's what it is. Yeah. There we go, Mapstead. Um, Lars Mapstead. Yeah, he's he's loaded, like spending half a million dollars on a campaign or something. Jeez. Uh, yeah, Josh Smith. Yeah, um, Josh Smith. Josh Smith. Uh, the Dave Smith uh, is not okay. The lead singer of Attila. Right. Let's see. Grumpy says Chase, Mike Tremont, Michael Rechtenwald, Jacob Horn Jacob Hornberger's running again. Josh yeah, Smith, Lars Mapstead. Wait a second. The lead singer of Attila? Yes. Franz? Yes. No. What, way. what about him? Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know if okay. he's officially filed, but he announced his uh his candidacy for the Libertarian Party nomination. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Well, I, I will say the only advertisement that I've seen from any of the people on this list is Chase Oliver. Um, I've seen a little bit from Mike Termott. 
Um, he's obviously been on the show. He's also on the, he was also on the free Georgia podcast and he's, he's making the rounds as far as podcasts go. Um, Michael Rechtenwald was recently on Dave Smith. I'm part of the problem. Um, I didn't know Hornberger was running again. Um, he announced months ago, but he's been like very, very silent. Interesting. Like he hasn't been out there at all. And his, uh, yeah, I, I don't think he's so, making much of an effect this time. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to, I don't know, demean the Libertarian Party, but why are we making our decision for who runs for president May of next year? Amen. How the frick are we supposed to be involved in any conversation? The duopoly is already having debates. It's already happening. The, yeah. the presidential debate, the presidential run has already started. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Like, I don't understand. Violence? It's it's insane. Why didn't the fir- why didn't why didn't we move our convention up? Why didn't we move? If it up anything, it should at be before least January. If yeah. not, it, sh- it should have been this year. It should have been at the end of this year because we need every possible advantage that we could possibly have. And waiting yeah, until the... five months before election doesn't cut it. No. Yeah. So the, the biggest issue, because these things have come up, is it is permissible in the rules to uh, to have that earlier convention. It's dealing with 50 states and their election laws because certain states have laws on when you when you're allowed to have conventions like texas has dates that you have to have your convention on so like you're talking about having delegates potentially a year over a year out from uh from that so like basically the way i understand is the way they tried to book it is giving that long weekend right so that's why it's always on memorial day so your other option would be to put it around the holidays, which just isn't going to work, or to push it to Labor Day the previous year. Uh, and if you did that, you'd have to ensure that all states are then running uh, in their odd years to provide delegates. When will the right and the left like parties know? Like when when is that going to be confirmed? When they when will they have their candidate? Yeah, uh, should be what. May June. Uh, their convention would be what May or June, right? It's also in May. Yeah, it would be around that time, that time. Because I think primaries would go until June and until May, and then I think they'd officially have their uh, the candidate. Yeah, I mean, you're going to know who the candidate candidate is before then, but just based off but of the, like the issue that I have is like I don't I don't give a crap what the Democrats and Republicans do because they're they get all of the press anyway. Right. We need I, a much longer runway. Well, and well, and I'm not arguing that I'm just telling you I'm telling you what the rationale is at no, this I know, point. I understand. I'm not I'm not and I, I do agree not. that it, it does need to be longer. It's just the question of like, you know, if you push it to January, that's when uh that's when Georgia has its convention in an even number year to and then you have to immediately go into uh, signature petitions and stuff like that. So it would actually make more sense to bump it before an election year and have it in, you know, that September of an odd year versus 
Yeah, October. Even year, about, I think. October, November. Like just sometime where we actually have time. You'd have to have. You we just, can raise money have... for one person for a very long. We need much longer right. runway to raise yeah. money for our candidate in order to get in the public eye, in order to talk to people, in order to connect, in order to freaking go on a tour. Like it's and build some rapport. And... It's ridiculous that we're waiting well, until the end of May. Chase, I mean, I know Chase has been in almost two dozen states since March of this year. I mean, he hustles. Dude yeah. hustles. He doesn't have the official nod yet, but he's running. Yep. He, I mean, he hustles his butt off and like, I appreciate that. And, um, I don't know, man, like the fact that it's like, you have to basically run like you're running for president starting now, if you're a libertarian yeah. or a third party candidate. And yeah. there's just no way anybody has the funding for that. Like no. you, like unless he has some giant private donor, that just ain't gonna happen. Um, it's just infuriating. Okay, let's go watch uh, Josh Smith's first ad. America, land of the free and home of the brave. What does that mean to you? What do you think about when you hear it? Is it a 250 year old hard fought revolution for freedom and independence? Do you think of the founding fathers penning words that would forevermore see a nation and its people free of tyranny? Is it 4th of July barbecues and time with your family? Is it your right to peacefully speak your mind without fear of violent repercussion? Is it perhaps a republic of the represented led by public servants who listen to the will of its people? Or is it whatever this bullshit is? We're in a downward spiral of insanity. Forever wars, inflation, Constant attacks on our natural rights by the very people that campaign <laughs> on protecting them. And petty tyrants around every corner looking to use the crushing weight of the federal government to strip you of your personhood for wrong thing. Enough already. My name's Joshua Smith and I'm running for president of the United States of America. I'm running on a radical platform to end the wars, end the Fed, and restore some sanity to this once great nation. We are fed up with lifelong politicians who legislate policy that hurts Americans in their pocket, in their livelihood, and in their property. We need a drastic overhaul of the status quo. I'm under no illusion that the powers that be will allow me into the White House. We may not win, but together, we can send a message to Washington that most of us are fed up with the constant barrage of filth they shove down our throats in DC. We can challenge lifelong politicians for their long-held positions of power. We can make the powerful elite change their position on policy. We can be loud enough to disrupt the corporate news media and their agenda to weaken America. Together with the 61% of the population who was so fed up they didn't even cast a vote for president in 2016. We can make the changes that give us the power back. Let's take our frustrations to the ballot box in 2024 and send a message that we're ready to opt out of the status quo. Enough already. My name's Joshua Smith, and I'm running for president. I'm ready to fight back. Are you? Oh, it's good. He lost me the status. I'm a status guy. <laughs> Did he say status or statist? Yeah, he said status quo. Um, so, interesting. That was powerful. That was that was um, that was on par with like the John McAfee thing of like let life live, you know. But he was a little more like in your face with it. Yeah, 
Yeah, rest in peace, John McAfee. Right. Yeah, yeah. it reminded me like it, it. It would. I don't know. It's something that that video is something that like Shane Hazel would do, like as his yeah. ad that campaign. That would do for Shane Hazel. That I would do for Shane Hazel's campaign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's definitely a very very different route than than what it's, it's uh, like Shane Hazel and Austin Peterson's campaign got together and had a baby. <laughs> I know it's, Josh it's put out another one, but we're not going to watch that one right now. We well, Josh was on Tim Pool too. I didn't see that, but I, I, from what I understand, he did pretty well on there. He did pretty well. I watched that one. Um, he did pretty well on there. Uh, I'm not sure Chase Oliver has ever been on Tim Pool. Um, no, he I'm hasn't. not sure Chase would ever agree to that. I'm not sure. No, but uh, you know, I know no, Chase. He, might, he would agree. Chase would definitely agree to do it. I know. I know Chase has been on uh, many a syndicated radio and television station, though. Uh, so yeah. if we're talking about, you know, depth of reach and things like that. It's it's um, there. Those are the in my mind, those are our two front runners. I, yeah. I mean, I will say, like, <clears throat> if if it's up to where's where's that list again, if it's up to these got these folks on this <laughs> list, Chase by far, Chase by far has the most name recognition. Like no one's heard of the rest of these folks like. Chase, at least, I mean, he's very well known in Georgia at this point, but he made, you know, the same way Chase made national news when he ran for Senate, um, Chase did as well. Um, so so he needs Franz for a VP. And uh, they're, uh, done deal. Done deal. Yeah. Or Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> Tulsi Gabbard. would be interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see. That way you get the balance of the minorities. Chase has been on lamestream media. Yes, you're <laughs> correct about that. <laughs> he was on major media in his video. Yes, he was. Um, it's very true. He uh, he definitely knows how to make the rounds, and he definitely can get a spotlight. He's pretty relentless. He had a one-hour segment on FM radio here in Atlanta at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I was stoked because, like, I know the guy. I was calling on my friends. <laughs> I know the guy. Tune in listen to him. You know. <clears throat> that is interesting. Um, Tower Gang Toad. What? Who is Tower Gang Toad? Toad from Twitter and Tower Gang. Uh, I don't it's know. Toad. You don't know Toad? Nope. nope. Uh, uh, it, it's toad. I, know, I know Wiz Khalifa and Taylor Gang. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> okay. Probably, so, probably not. Oh, um, Toad is running for Prez as well, apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, if you... Joke campaigns. Yeah. I mean, if you if you go on the FEC website, there's like 30 plus people who have filed for uh, for LP president, well, which I'm sounds sure, like a lot. I'm sure we got Boothead that's not going to take anything seriously. No, no, no. Boothead's no, gone. He quit. Um, he quit. Okay. He's not involved. There's, in a, there's a guy named Trime Taveler. Nope. He's not going to win. No, especially because the dude's insane. Um, His name's Trime. He can't Trime? win. Trime Taveler. He can't win. Yeah. You can't rhyme with rhyme and expect to have a chance. Fix and your name there's... before you run for president. Like a crime oh. committed with tripe, like Trime. Like... Well, apparently he's, uh, he's Boothead's friend. It okay. seems, that's how I picture him. Mm. That um, seems about right. But there's a bunch of names of people that you've never heard of or never done. It's because they're probably not libertarians. People. They're just trying. Well, to uh, what about dancing naked fat guy? Is he with the DNC yet? Like he might be. Him? <laughs> I think we did. 
He definitely okay. left. I don't know where he went, but he left. All right. Well, he's, he's the associate spokesperson for the Ukrainian military now. Is that? Do we think it, any of these three are going to be announcing their candidacy? I don't think so. Amash, Sharp, and Cohen. So any if, of those would immediately jump in front of Chase. If Cohen, if Spike Cohen decided to run, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm voting for him 100%. Oh, yeah. I love me some Spike Cohen. Um, Amash seems to have gotten better on some issues since uh, he first became libertarian. So I'd, I'd, I'd uh, entertain that one. Sharp, I love Larry Sharp, but man, I just don't know. It's like, I just don't know. He, the dude's got the analytics. He just doesn't have the. He needs to be VP if he's going to be on a ticket. Uh, right. He doesn't have the kinetic motion. Like he, he's got the analytics. He'll tell you in his speeches, hey, this, this, and this, and this, and, and these stars need to align for this to happen. Yeah. You know, it and, looks and, like uh, Zach says Spike is our convention keynote speaker. Yes, that was announced. Ooh. I don't know if it was announced today, but I saw that come across chat. How today. about that? Spike Cohen coming to Georgia. There we go. I love it. January. So buy your yeah. tickets. I'm going to have a What's... newborn at the house, but I, I might make it out to go shake hands with Spike. <laughs> What's even going player. on with the Democratic ticket? Do they even know this yeah, year? Like, it's, it's, convention. It's, it's, doesn't it's matter Biden. if you have a newborn. It's Biden. Uh, all word on there. the street is, is that, uh, Michael is about to throw his name in the hat. Who? Uh, Michael Obama. Oh. <laughs> uh, I thought it was going to happen this past week, though, and it didn't. I've been hearing I, speculation because it yeah. seems like the media is closer and closer to burning Sleepy Joe. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know, man, because it seems like Newsom said Newsom said the other day that it would be Kamala if if it wasn't Biden. Um, mm. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I mean, they can't. I mean, I would think that they could. I would think that they would think they might be able to prop up Sleepy Joe for two more, three more years at this point, because uh, I mean there was I mean, a weekend that, at Bernie's too, you know. I don't know. Well, After they, this they might, booster, be able he to, might not make it. Well, I mean what I mean what they want, right? They could they could uh, they could Gerald Ford him, right? Like you run the same thing, you get rid of the VP, you stick a new VP in, and then Nixon resigns, and you're stuck with Gerald Ford, who was ever, who was never elected by anyone. So you think right. it would be what Newsom or Obama? Probably because I, I don't think Kamala Harris is acceptable to them, but they're gonna want to stick someone else in there with uh, less than two years, so that that person then has two ch two terms as an incumbent. What do you think about uh, Kamala Harris is anathema to the black vote, at least with any ties to the West Coast? Mm. You know the mandatory minimum sentencing thing kind of had a big effect on a, a disproportionate effect on a certain yeah i mean i think uh, kamala demographic i don't i don't think i don't think she has a shot at doing anything yeah it might it might burn too much for them to replace her and i think they're probably going to play the hand where they hope they can uh keep her keep joe biden you know mm. seemingly alive for another two years three years <laughs> and then swap her out at some point in there for someone you know she resigns for this reason or that reason or i'm gonna do this i'm you know Something like that, and then they'll insert a Gavin Newsom or a uh, yeah, so I someone like that. I read, did uh, Robert Kennedy meet with McCardle? Yeah, that that's old news. That happened at Freedom Fest. Oh, at Freedom Fest. Okay, so it wasn't like a planned meeting. Like it wasn't like they set well, up a meeting I, to travel to each well, other. Well, she had been. It was planned, I believe. She like had been in touch with him. Uh, I know she was like trying to 
you know, play nice there because he's got a whole lot of support and try to get his support once he got screwed over. Right. Yeah. I just, there's just no possible way. I mean, somebody implied, yeah, somebody implied that he would run a libertarian ticket. And And that's not what, and that's not what that meeting was. No, he would be, he would just be independent. Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which he no, would get. Was... He would steal a lot of the vote. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I saw. I, I don't see him endorsing her makeup either. So <laughs> I can only imagine what they were speaking about. All right, y'all. We have five minutes left, which means it's time for the fun stuff. All right. First, first off, we've got a joke of the day. All right, here we go. A vegan and a vegetarian are jumping off a cliff to see who hit the bottom first. Who wins? I don't know. Who wins? Society. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We weren't expecting that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I love that kid. I thought that was hysterical. Um, All right. Up next, we have, have y'all ever been to uh, the Karen restaurant? Or heard about it? What? No. It's a restaurant where they treat you like crap, and they're all a bunch of Karens. I've heard of one like in Wisconsin. Was it like Ed DeBevix or something like that? I know the concept. Yeah, yeah. there, there yeah. are a few different chains. Yeah, of them. Yeah, oh, this one's literally roll. called like, yeah, Karen. You, you would eat a roll, you fat ass. Yeah, yeah, ass yeah. And they throw it at you. Yeah, yeah. this one's literally <laughs> called Karens, and uh, someone took their grandmother there without telling them what was, <laughs> was going to be happening. Oh, <laughs> audio was better i'd have to imagine like like everyone in there has to be acting that like you can't live your life that way but also if you act like that constantly at work like you just become that (laughs) (laughs) i can be myself there you go joe (laughs) yeah i imagine that would have a negative effect on your personal life that's what i would think i would think so all right here we go already pronounced incorrectly one time and it still haunts you to this day man's laughter (laughs) man's laughter 15 to 20 for laughing what's a word you pronounce regular man's laughter (laughs) all right and uh alden shared this with me um absolutely incredible this guy's impressions are unreal so here we go oh he's going to hell that's brutal, right? That's freaking brutal. Ah, my wife's going to get me, right? But she sees this. Now, I get home. She's watching Oprah. Right? I go, can you watch anything else? Nah, she's brutal. Two weeks to flatten the curve. I, we're actually too weak to flatten the curve, John. It's not humanly I got to rescue my father from the belly of the whale in the damn room before I start trying an impression of Jordan Peterson. Mm. So it's like I was... Reading for life, and you know what? Well, 
It's not about responsibility. It's not how many how many damn pronouns you have, John. It's about how many. <laughs> it would have been a better name for a dating app for women in their late thirties. TikTok. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the time is running out, and so TikTok. Greg was really a wonderful person. Unfortunately, as we know, he wrapped his car around a telephone pole because he did not get enough sleep. If only he got a helium sleep mattress. Now all the Christian. <laughs> I love that. I thought his Fauci was a little weak, but uh, I agree. It's his weakest one there. Yeah. Yeah. It's his weakest one. All right. This starts and ends strong, though. Second to last one. Um, I would recommend everybody go watch this show. Uh, Me and Nikki started watching it the other night. I've seen clips from it, didn't know it was a real show. This show's hilarious. Kunk on Earth. Unbelievable. Watch it. I love it. World End. Well, the sun will run out of fuel in about four billion years or so. And actually, before that, it will begin to to swell up, expand. And so we think the Earth will get incinerated. Do you think we might be able to do something about it? Stop it being incinerated? Yeah, stop it being incinerated. Oh, the the sun burning the Earth. Can't we put it out with a big hose or something? It's an inevitable consequence of the laws of nature. You're you're pleased with that. You're happy with that. You can live with that. Well, there's nothing I can do. I mean, also, the Andromeda galaxy is going to hit us. The Andromeda galaxy? A whole galaxy is going to hit us? Yeah. <laughs> On about the same time scale, actually. So as the sun runs out of fuel and expands and incinerates the Earth, a galaxy of 400 billion stars is going to collide with us. You're much gloomier than I expected. You're quite smiley. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's, it's quite a long time in the future. How will the... <laughs> So, Kunk on Earth, highly recommend. Absolutely hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, she's so dang funny. And we're going to end this episode with a song. Um, here we go. Who can take your money? Who can take your money? With a twinkle in their eye. A twinkle in their eye. Take it all away and give it to some other guy. The government. <laughs> the government can <laughs> And who can tax the sunrise <laughs> Who can tax the trees Let your own a business and collect up all the fees The government <laughs> Oh, the government can And the government can Cause they mix it up with lies and make it all sweet <laughs> It takes everything we make to pay for all of their solutions, like healthcare, climate change, pollution. Just throw away the Constitution. I wrote that thing. (laughs) Who can give a bailout? Tell us to behave. And make the founding fathers roll over in their grave. I don't care if you hate me, I'm going to sing it anyway. Oh, the government can. And the government can. Because it makes it up without making it all yummy, 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 yummy. The government takes everything we make. They're all. It's about true. So there you have it. That is the libertarian position on government, like <laughs> in the form of a song. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for sticking around for two hours of our yapping. Um, we really appreciate it. We love doing this show. I know Alden and Steven do. I don't know about Nick. Nick always looks like he's 
half bored and half intrigued. You're a bit gloomier. Really, really <laughs> yeah, well, I thought I was going to win trivia with Zane not here tonight. So, <laughs> so you're just sad. But I tied with Steve. Should have thrown rock, bro. I don't know what to tell you. All right, y'all. Well, make sure if you have time this weekend, come on down on Saturday to Moon River Brewery down in Savannah. Be there at 7 p.m. Um, Until late. Until late, late, late. You can buy Jacob beer. You can buy me a beer or I can buy you a beer. No, you can buy me a beer. I've lost a lot of money this summer, so you buy me a beer. Um, I'll pretend to be the government, and I'm going to drink a third of everyone's beer. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Everyone, everyone yeah. will like that. <laughs> yeah. I'll bring my government straw. You know. There we go. So, yeah, make sure if you have time this weekend, come down for that. It's going to be a blast. We're going to have a good old time. Um, tune in to the Free Georgia podcast every Monday night at 8 Savannah River. Just what? Don't go swimming in the Savannah River. Why not? I saw that happen. You saw what happen? All right. So, yeah, when I, when I went to Savannah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing so much at this. There was a homeless bum that was sleeping on the sidewalk, like near the river, like in the, you know, area, like near where all the hotels and bars and stuff are along the river there. And uh, walked away. Dude, yeah, he was like sleeping, passed out. And the next thing I know, uh, walking back along, I see something in the river, like kind of floating there. I'm like, yeah, that looks like a body there. And then, uh, oh, yeah, next thing I know, um, I think I might still have the video potentially, but yeah, it was the homeless bum dude that was passed out on the sidewalk in the river. And the cops oh. are going out there on a boat to drag his ass out. No, nope. okay. Well, we just so, ended on the worst possible note. Thanks for that, Nick. <laughs> we're trying to, we're trying to entice. Okay, here we go. National beer drinking day, right? So a Roman walks into a bar, and he holds up two fingers and says, five beers, please." There we go. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate the comments. We appreciate the interaction. We love doing this show. We can't wait to bring it to you next week. So we'll see you then. Peace.